1: worker of yours.
2: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ.
3: I don't think this studio could get hotter. I've
2: started just not wearing clothing. <laughs> My
4: god. We're, we're down to our skivvies in the studio. So, okay, whoa, well, let's be clear. Dana has clothes on. I Minim- got real weird real fast.
3: A minimal amount, but she is wearing clothing that is correct, Samuel. Uh, our our windows face to the south, and they run from the floor to the ceiling. They're yeah. about nine feet tall. Mm-hmm. And there's four of them. And, man, mm-hmm. that sun just blasts right through all afternoon. It's a sauna in here.
2: I'm already in a mood. I started my day with, Mom, I've got a flat tire. That's how I started my day. Never good. It's never good. But we got it fixed. Everything is fine. But I knew when I woke up this morning, it's Monday. I should just go back to bed. <laughs> it's yep. just been one. Yep. And we're all on this massive Chiefs loss hangover. And I didn't drink a drop last night. Good for you. I am just, Bleh. this whole city after that game is just a collective. That two, is that two,
3: correct mem- my memory. Is that two losses in a row?
4: I don't want to think about it. I don't either. No, we beat the Raiders last week.
3: In between Denver yeah,
4: and last right. night. Okay.
2: Uh,
3: so how'd the tire thing go, Dana? It didn't. It's flat. When, when did tire become flat?
2: Uh, a day ago, and then, you know, my son just said, hey, do you want to call for a tow truck? How do you want to, you know, help me out here? And I said, I'm happy to do that. And it turns out it's not far from the station. Okay. So, you know how you do the deal. My dad followed me here. We, we got to look at the tire. We got it over to the air machine. Brr, you know, stuck mm-hmm. the thing on the thing. Nothing. Like, the air that's coming in it's is just technical. going stuck, right back out. You
3: stuck the thing on the thing. Yeah. Okay.
2: Santa Fe, so here we come.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's just getting worse by the minute. You know,
2: honestly, I think I'm in a bad mood. I'm not lying because of that game last night. Are you kidding me? No, I am legitimately annoyed that we lost last night. I mean, I've a two-handed as-
4: shove is definitely not yeah, passing Thank you. Guys, so.
2: I have been sour since that call. I understand the call at the very end that they didn't make, that when it's a Hail Mary and you're throwing it up into the end Never. zone, they they let everybody play. Yeah. But the call before
3: that and a couple others were a complete. Are you talking about the, the call where he didn't make the call? Yes. The guy rode his yes! back for yeah, about three MBS seconds. Yeah, the MBS piggyback ride. Like,
2: I don't even understand a lot about football. I know you can't do that. And the refs are like, what? Yeah, I, I, I know. We, but, we but, never get the benefit of the doubt.
3: You, like, you, as a reporter, you never wanted to insert yourself into the story. And you know those refs kind of live by the same creed. Try not to insert yourself into into the game, we're just there to make the calls, mm-hmm. but you're never going to not make the calls. We're <clears throat> not make them. That's right. But not making a call in and of itself is making a call.
2: Now, my father would say correctly so because I watched the game with my dad that they shot themselves in the foot a hundred times before right. that call wasn't made. That's right. They lost
3: that game. It's just like with a goalie when I would when I would coach, the goalie would always feel sad at the end if, if we had lost, and they're like, "Oh, I just I screwed up the game. I lost for the team." And i always say, "No, sweetheart." To get to you, they had to get to 10 other people first. So to get to that last call, or second to last call, non-call, how many other opportunities did you miss if you're relying on that to get out of this game?
2: All right, so we're moving on, Uh, except I'm still mad. And there is a story in the stack today, and it's an editorial from the Kansas City Star that no one should be tailgating on Christmas morning.
3: Oh boy, we really want to get into that.:
2: <laughs> Christmas morning is for families not tailgating, choose a later game time comma NFL.
3: What time is their game on I know they play on Christmas.
4: That's a noon game.
3: Is if it?: okay.
2: 70,000 people want to celebrate Christmas Day
3: at Arrowhead, which they will. Why not let them? Should you not tailgate on Thanksgiving? Dallas Cowboys and Detroit Lions play every Thanksgiving. Everyone watches football on Thanksgiving. And
2: I got to be honest, Scott. Of those 70,000 people, how many of them have little children at home, you know, waiting to see what Santa brought? My guess is at that stage in your life, if you're paying big bucks to be in that stadium, not everyone has a two-year-old and a four-year-old at home. Mm -hmm. I would go in a heartbeat to go watch that Mm -hmm. game. Well, and my kids wouldn't
3: bat an eye. And and they might want to go with you. And they might want to come, too. Those tickets may have been a Christmas gift. What's wrong with
2: having a game at noon on Christmas Day? I'm already in a mood. Let's have this out.
4: Oh, I really want to go.
2: <laughs> is this the only football game that has ever been played at noon on Christmas Day? Christmas no. and Thanksgiving, for better or for worse, is also wrapped up in
3: And not just Sports. Football. The NBA plays on Christmas Day. I know. Right. I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I'm happy to talk. I mean, we can do it right now. We got Manny Abarka coming up at 2.30 uh, to talk about the stadium. If we're, if we're
2: losing debacle. the stadium anyway, we might as well talk about what the big deal is watching football on Christmas.
4: <laughs> while we <laughs> have, tailgate in Kansas while City, go have tailgate somewhere else. While we have
3: them <laughs> here. Might as well tailgate at them. <laughs> I... I Who gets to, what if people don't celebrate Christmas? Not everybody's religious.
2: I have many, many, many Jewish friends who would say, let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's grab Chinese food and go watch the Chiefs game. Because Hanukkah does not, Hanukkah comes early
3: this year. Correct. I I think think we're almost in it. Yep. Um, And not getting all religious, but Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. That's just a day they picked from the, uh, um, what was it, the, that's the word I'm looking for here. Some other group. What, Sam, what's the name of the not heathens. Um the,
4: where are you where are you going with this? I can name many of Not groups. me, I'm not
3: saying a word. There
4: was Nicene a, is it this the pagans? Day? Pagan. It was the a heathens. Pa- it was, it was, <laughs> same difference. No,
3: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, pagans. <laughs>
2: Here's the story from the Kansas City Star. Oh, God. It is wrong for the NFL to schedule a game at noon on Christmas Day. Games are not normally played on Mondays at noon. Christmas is a sacred holiday,
5: and I believe
2: it should be a day for worship and family. I have fond recollections of opening gifts with my family on Christmas morning. As a mother, I cherish the memories of our sons waking us up, eager to see what Santa brought. That's at 7 a.m. There's still plenty of
3: time to get Mm -hmm. to the
2: game after that. And
3: still get drunk on Jesus' birthday.
2: My husband and I love sitting in our robes, drinking coffee, and watching the boys play with their new toys. I believe the Mahomes family deserves to be together on Christmas morning, as do other NFL players. Besides the players' rights to celebrate with their families, fans might tailgate Christmas morning— and children could miss out on time together. Although not everyone celebrates Christmas, I believe players and fans should have this time to be with their families and to attend church services if they wish. Previous, there, it is. there it is. Previously, the NFL has moved games even after the schedule's been posted, so I hope the league will consider rescheduling all games to 325 p.m go get your drink on afternoon she's saying wait until 325
3: oh so as, lo- as long as you don't drink on Je- on the morning of jesus's birth not really his birth um that's okay but if you head on out to the stadium and get there at 1201
2: from what little i can recall from the haze that was the children getting up at 545 in the morning to open their gifts mm-hmm. You would be done in plenty of time oh, to still get to Arrowhead. Now, the players o'clock. probably have to be there a little bit early. What do you think, Sam? When do the players show up for a game? Oh, ten thirty, ten a.m.? A couple no, hours prior?
4: Probably like 8 or 9. Okay. Yeah.
2: I I don't think she's really writing that with the players and their families in mind, no. but I don't know.
4: I don't think $450 million Pat really cares about playing football on Christmas Day
2: those kids are so young you, you could take them to world's of fun and tell them it was disney they wouldn't know just, you, you would just celebrate the night before the day before
3: or the day after yeah i mean we have we have thanksgiving every other year the day after thanksgiving it doesn't make it any less festive it doesn't take anything away from the, the meaning of the
2: holiday let me i would love to ask her this her name is carla i would love to ask carla this that wrote in and i understand what she's saying if you've got little's i really do understand what percentage of television in in Kansas City, if you are not going to attend that game, okay, because it's mm-hmm. a Christmas Day game, we're not going to do it. What percentage of televisions at 11 a.m. will be tuned in for pregame and what percentage of televisions will be on at noon when that game starts? I, I will
3: answer those questions. Keep in mind, this game is against the Raiders, the, the team's arch rival. Uh, my guess is that at 11 for pregame, 50 or just a little under 50% of TVs in this town will be tuned in for the pregame. And by noon, 90%. I was going to say 90. Not to mention,
4: if she's really going to take the religious approach, shouldn't you be going to midnight mass? <laughs> well, maybe she's not maybe she's not. Catholic. you get got 11 hours then to get to the game.
2: <laughs> We're going to back this thing up. I don't know. I sort of understand if you've got littles, what you're saying, but then I don't because well, it's hypocritical. Because every damn television in town is going. to... It will be one of the highest rated sure. games of the year because everyone's home and not working.
3: So if if you're so opposed, sell them. It's not like there's not a market for Chiefs tickets in Kansas City. Or you can give them to me. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, what's your name? Up the cost, is it, uh, Carla. Carla. All right, Carla. I, I'm sure you're a lovely woman. You sound like a good Christian mom um but this is just me being a little honest with you. You read or the way it was read to me, I didn't I haven't seen your article in front of me, but the way that I heard the words sounds extremely judgmental and border or, borderline
4: well, religiously elitist. Or
2: she's not a football fan. Okay. And is saying I bet there's a couple of people in her family saying, "Hey, you know, the Chiefs games on Sunday, and that's going to be part of our mm-hmm. day. And I can understand, I guess, if you don't watch football, being annoyed that we don't want the TV well, on during this holiday, then, but then, by,
3: by noon, it's all over. Yeah, sure it is. Grab the kids, grab their new toys, go into another room and play with them while everybody else in the family watches <laughs> the Chiefs game. That's I mean, I, I was talking to Sarah today. We're actually, because we, the girls are with me this year on Christmas Day. And we were talking about our Christmas Day plans. And Sarah mentioned, and so did I. Well, don't forget, Chiefs are playing at noon that day against the Raiders. Now, we're not going to be at the game, but we're going to be watching it. But guess what I'm doing? I'm watching the game with my family. So, you get to kill two birds with one stone. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Why do you hate Christmas? I, don't, I love Christmas and I love Jesus. 913-586-7798-586-7798 here on Dana and Parks. Was it me last night or were there less sightings of Taylor Swift oh, yeah. on TV? They got the
4: memo.
3: Yeah. By the way, that was, uh, even on ESPN, on Sports Center this morning, they said, first time the Chiefs have ever won when she's been in attendance. Ever lost. Ever lost, that's what I meant. Thanks, Sam, sorry. Ever lost, yep. Poor um, Mitch Holtis last night. Oh, my gosh.
2: I thought Chris was going to have a aneurysm because he pulled up the call, and he goes, who do you guys have a call in this game? And I go, "Uh, well, it's usually Danon and Mitch. And he goes, no, no, no. Danon is there. There is somebody here that is not Mitch. Where's Mitch? You would have thought. Oh, I
4: too was about to have an, about an emergency. He was putting out an yeah. emergency. And
2: not that the other guy did not do a, a lovely job. I thought he did fine. But everyone immediately went to Twitter, as did I, looked up Mitch Holtis as 2,000 other people did, and he had tested positive for COVID several days ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, five-day protocol so he doesn't get anybody else sick. They could not figure out how to do it remotely. So Mitch was not on the call last night. But, man, well wishes were coming in from everywhere. Which
3: is surprising to me that they couldn't figure out a way to, to remotely do it in the sense that that's exactly what they did during COVID. I, I, I don't know why they couldn't, but Maybe, he, ad- he, he addressed it on Twitter. Well, he, he he was tested positive, I guess is probably the best way to put it. He tested positive on Friday. Yeah. The team would have left on Saturday.
2: We spent most all day Friday trying to figure out how I could broadcast this game 2020 style. And if it was home, I could maybe have isolated in the booth, but there was no way to pull it off on the road. And I would never put anyone in that travel party in jeopardy, especially those who are immune compromised. So 30 season, 503 game NFL streak was interrupted. Counting his college work prior, forty-three years, forty-three seasons without missing a single call, until last night. That's remarkable. And they lost. It's because of you, Mitch. <laughs> 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 we didn't have that touchdown, <laughs> Kansas City, because Mitch wasn't there.
3: <laughs> I don't know who it was. Ari was his first name. It was my understanding. I was talking to the sports guys because I I had I was not familiar with this. Yeah. Young man. He's
2: like the backup quarterback that's never
3: been tapped to to come to the big leagues.
2: Uh, Excuse me, Ari. um, Let's go.
3: What
5: are you doing tomorrow?
3: Right. So I guess he's the play-by-play guy on the preseason television broadcasts. Oh, got it. Sure. So that's what he does. So, you know, the Chiefs, CBS and NBC, they're not getting into the preseason football game. There's no money in it. No. and And people don't watch it, hardly. So the Chiefs, it's my understanding... To keep preseason broadcast in house, and they produce their own TV yeah. broadcast for the yeah. preseason games. This re fella and I—I'm not trying to be rude by not recalling his last name, so I apologize. Uh, apparently, he's—he's he's the preseason guy. He, he did fine. I was—I was, I was um, watching the game in bed, listening to it on the Odyssey app. Shameless plug—I tr- I really was, and uh, I thought he did fine. He's no Mitch, but nobody is. It's all good. Yeah. It's like when I leave on Thursday. What are you going to do? I'm going to get Michael Matthew. <laughs> we're, going wow. to the, we're going to the bullpen. That
4: felt like an insult to both of us, Scott.
2: No, it is not an insult to you. As a matter of fact, I called Michael today, bless his heart, and I go, hey, where are you? And he goes, I'm almost home. And I go, um, could you please detour to the quick trip and give me on a scale of 1 to 10 how flat my son's tire is? And he did that for me. Bless his heart. Oh, were you over, heart.
3: you over at the one in Mission i Yeah, off I-35?
2: by that weird orb-looking house thing. Who lives there, by the
3: way? I, know, I don't think anybody does, if I'm not mistaken, having lived in that neighborhood for so long. I think that's a dance studio. Okay, there... It should
4: be a roofing company.
3: ...is a property. <laughs> <laughs> it's all roof. <laughs> right. In this
2: town, if you have never seen it, that looks like an ice cream cone... Yeah. ...with a couple of octagonal-looking windows in it. It is shaped like... A dome. No, a dome is what's over a football stadium. It's shaped like that toy we used to play with as children, where you had to put the triangle plastic pieces in the triangle. You had to put the star plastic piece in the star. Oh, I know. What then you're you about. would pull it apart, and all the pieces would fall out. It's shaped exactly like that red and blue toy from our childhood. I think it's kind of a cool building. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Every I've lived here how many years, Scott? I have driven by that and thought, who lives in there, and can I go inside and see it?
3: I, I again to repeat myself, I. I always I always thought like it was where like the transportation department yeah. kept sand or something. It's shaped like a soccer ball. Is it yeah. a dodecahedron? It is a
2: dodecahedron. Well, in, Thank you, Sam. Welcome. In
3: fact, it is a dodecahedron, Sam.
4: Do you know what a dodecahedron is? No, I don't. No, no, it is a don't. 13-sided shape.
2: Well, I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Anyway, I don't know who lives there. At some point, we're going to do a story on that. I want them to call in. I so, want them to invite us inside the dodecahedron.
3: Somebody says it it used to be, and they don't know if it is still, Ribbon Dancing Center. Oh, pardon me. It's a 12-sided shape.
2: Ribbon Dancing Center. Will you look that
3: up, Sam, if you don't mind?
2: Can I ask a dumb question? Ask whatever you want. Is it round on the inside like it is on the outside? I assume. Or is it squared on the inside?
3: I I, I would imagine the whole point of building it in that shape is to have the room in a circle.
4: It would be a lot of wasted space if they just had a...
3: Rectangular you, this room is a on the inside. I bought a circle, not a square. It has the potential for 3,500 square feet, but we've got it down to 500. <laughs> we cut some corners, literally.
4: All of them, all the corners.
3: <laughs> They've all been cut. Somebody says, this, this is a good point. Yeah, this will put put uh-huh. the picture in your mind's eye. It looks like a mini Epcot center. Thank you. That's what it looks. That's a a great point, Texter. Thank you, 6914.
2: Only without screaming toddlers. I would like someone to invite us in to see the dodecahedron, and we will report live. Because I, for, what, 25 years I've been in this town, every single time I drive by that thing, I know everyone has the same thought. I wonder what that looks like inside.
3: look it up during the break. Ribbon Dancing Center. And then we're going to talk about this article that cleared over the weekend in the Kansas City Star.
6: Dodecahedron.
3: Dodecahedron, yeah, that's right. Um, Where it it is starting to look less and less likely, in the minds of some, that Jackson County is going to be able to keep either the Royals or the Chiefs. And that came out, I think it was late, late Late, in the show on Friday. Late Friday. And so we're going to visit with Jackson County Legislator Manny Barca, who's going to be calling into the program here. In just a moment, I, I believe when his name came up on the show last week, it's fair to say, Sam. I'm not putting words in his mouth. He's not exactly the biggest fan of Jackson County Executive Frank White.
4: Uh, not according to the clips from his interview on 610 Sports
3: Radio. But we you know will what make they should build? That today they should build it in the likeness of a
2: dodecahedron. Well, that
3: dodecahedron that would be a dome. just
2: roll it between Jackson and Johnson. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. I'm trying to find out. Now that you've got me just so worried about what it is. <laughs> it's fine.
4: Uh, when you look up a ribbon dancing studio, that does mm-hmm. not come up.
3: Okay. All right. Quick break. Manny Barca joins us in just a moment. Jackson County legislator uh, on whether or not Jackson County is in risk or at risk of losing both the Royals and the Chiefs. We'll get to that in just a moment here on Dana and Parks.
1: Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
3: All right, welcome back. There was a story that cleaned on the Kansas City Star late on Friday, written by Sam McDowell. And I think it came in while we were doing Festivus Friday, uh, Dana proposed we just move it to Monday. And we said, yeah, while we're at it, let's get somebody on to talk about it. Uh, We went to the source. Uh, Here is the story very quickly from the star. The most intriguing short-term question confronting the 2023 Chiefs is whether their postseason path will once more roll exclusively through GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. The more intriguing long-term question, though, is whether future seasons will roll through Arrowhead Stadium at all. The common thread between the two it's not solely up to them. As the Royals analyze options to move their stadium out of the Truman Sports Complex, the Chiefs have been consistent in their preference to remain there. But that consistency is about to be tested. The Chiefs are quietly evaluating the need to pursue alternatives outside of Jackson County. As their push pushed to renegotiate a renewal of a countywide sales tax, Has failed to launch substantive conversations. Well, it was quietly. Listen to this. You're probably aware of the recent rhetoric, including from some local politicians, implying that the chiefs have already have, or chiefs already have one foot out the door and are strutting in the direction of the state of Kansas, possibly Wyandotte County. District 1 legislator from Jackson County. Manny Abarca is joining us on the KMBZ Hotline. Uh, Mr. Abarka, do appreciate your time and thank you for calling in.
6: Thanks for having me.
2: Can you help break this down for our (laughs) listeners? (laughs) I I think for for the layperson, it's hard to understand how we got to this space and also where the renewal of the existing sales tax fits into the picture and and why it's (laughs) hit this snag over a renewal.
6: Yeah, there's a lot to say there. Um, I, I, I will be as bold to say incompetence and arrogance, uh, has gotten us here. Uh, the reality that we would allow the world champion chiefs to even consider leaving the state is an atrocity. Um, nevertheless, another sports team that that we have regionally that, that few others have, uh, the Royals, you know, that's another thing to to look at as a notch against us. So, um, in terms of the the, the timeline here, 2031 is technically the time that the current sales tax would expire. And so some have said, well, we've got plenty of time. We have all of this. Well, yeah, but unfortunately, there's a lot of negotiations that happened leading up to that. Um, Some even looking back at the old discussions led to five or six years before the end of the last round were subject for renegotiation. So we're kind of in this this timeline that makes sense for us to start having discussions. Um, but we need to take these, these considerations seriously as the teams are, are posturing as to where they may want to go.
3: What do you think the odds are, Mr. Barca, that Jackson County loses one or both of the teams?
6: I would say imminent at the moment. Um, we are not, to my knowledge, actively at a negotiating table with an establishment of trust amongst both players on all teams. And so we, we've got a serious problem where we're at right now.
3: Who do you blame for
6: this? Well, and there's, there's a lot, and I'll, I'll own some blame because I'm part of this body here, uh, but I'm one of nine and one of ten, if you think about the elected officials who have complete control. Uh, some have said the chief negotiator is Frank White. Well, um, that's not ended well for many of the other things coming out of this building, so um, I, I kind of split blame here and say we, the legislature, should be doing more, and he, the chief negotiator, should be doing a whole lot more, and that's not including leaks that discourage, voters from supporting a renewal.
3: Well, the, the star story written by Sam McDowell goes on to say that the chiefs have not engaged in any serious conversations with outside parties. Now that may be true, but, but the fact of the matter is Jackson County has two things that people around Jackson County badly want. It's no secret that North Kansas City has been very aggressive in trying to lure the royals. And Kansas, less aggressive, but still very interested, or at least has talked a good game, about trying to take the Chiefs away from you.
6: Sure. Absolutely true. I mean, I think Kansas is much more realistic than North Kansas City. No offense to them. I love North Kansas City. But the reality of the challenges of passing a a levy there become significantly harder to do for the, the population that actually would take to generate the same amount of revenue that Jackson County does, right? The sheer mass. A volume of people we have compared to North Kansas City, it's a much harder thing, right? And as you look at previous election cycles, there have been far easier things to pass that have not passed, right? Teacher pay, um, these things that are critically important to our communities that the, the broad Clay County area haven't haven't supported, and so I think it's very difficult when you look at North Kansas City. To say that that's true competition for when you look at star bonds in Kansas, a surplus budget in Kansas, a governor who's made clear statements that we'd love to have the chiefs and, well, why not the royals? I mean, these those articulations go beyond just articulations there. There's actual groundwork that has been done there.
2: What happens if the deadline passes without any language about this tax renewal?
6: So that deadline is actually January 23rd. It's coming right up. uh, For for the April ballot, right? If we miss that deadline, we cannot be on the April ballot. And I have been told by the top of leaders at the Chiefs that that deadline is significant. And if we miss it, we've missed the boat. There will be no negotiations. There will be no discussions. It will be just turn and go.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me rewind your tape for just a minute if I can. You You personally have had conversations with people inside the Chiefs if I heard you correctly, that if if this renewal is not put on the April ballot, all bets are off.
6: Correct.
2: January 23rd is that deadline. And I think if I live in Jackson County, um, Mr. Abarca, my, my fear is the teams will go with the bird in hand. If all of these unknowns are still floating around in Jackson and they have a bird in hand with either clay for the Royals or the state of Kansas for the Chiefs, you go with the known uh, quantity that is going to work. Am I wrong there?
6: And I think that's the reason for my alarm here. Like, I, I wish I could say that I'm being an alarmist and that we're trying to rally up social media engagement or phone calls. But the reality is that is the worst case scenario, right? January 23rd passes. We missed that April ballot. and And to the words, there will be no discussions. There'll be an announcement out of a relocation. uh, And that is the chiefs. So we need to be serious about this. And we need to do things on our part, the legislature to get things done.
3: Mr. Barker, if I can ask, uh, just from the outside looking in, there doesn't seem to be this incredible sense of urgency uh, anywhere, quite frankly. Uh, (laughs) Is there a sense of urgency internally?
6: I think there's some. uh, Some amongst the body do believe that we've got a critical thing that we need to protect here. Um, But the momentum, the direction, the how we do it, I think has been what's been challenged behind the scenes. Who leads it? How does it go? The reality is the legislature can put a ballot initiative up for for a vote, uh, and then the executive can choose to veto or let that ride, and then we can subsequently fund it, and that's how an election gets funded. The challenge with all of that, though, is that. If we do that too fast without the public's engagement, without understanding what folks want to see in a potential new stadium or renovation of stadiums, we could be jeopardizing ourselves for the future of a vote, right? So we've got a lot of things to accomplish here, but I can tell you the negotiations aren't that hard. There are things the county gets and gives, and that's where we start, right? We've got to be at the table, though, to do that. You can't force them to negotiate. Unfortunately, I've done everything I can in my power to try, and I um, am not alone in that, but uh, the reality is there's not enough folks who are going to do that.
3: Manny Abarca, the Jackson County legislator from District 1, do appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us on the program. It's been a, it's been a pleasure.
6: Thanks for having me. All
3: right, be well, my friend. Yep, bye-bye. Right, we're going to open them up, 913-586-7798. If, if legislator Abarca is to be believed... This does not look good. Uh, Not if you live in Jackson County, or check that, live in Jackson County and want the teams to stay. We are seven weeks away from that deadline. And keep in mind what he said. He, He dropped some real news there at the end. He personally has had conversations with the Chiefs who have said if this renewal of this sales tax is not on the April ballot, we are going to begin the process of relocating. Now, keep in mind, uh, I believe the the Chiefs are under contract with Jackson County until 2031. And there is nothing post-2031, I'm not trying to be an alarmist, nor scare anyone, but I don't believe that there is anything post-2031 that requires the Chiefs even stay in this area, including the Royals.
4: Yeah, I mean, you can't exactly go month to month on a football stadium.
3: No, but what I'm saying is they they're they want a new stadium. They both do, of course. But let's just talk about the Chiefs right now. The Chiefs want a new stadium like nobody's business. or, And if they're not going to get one, there are other cities that will give them one. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. She is Dana Wright. His name is Sam Stevie. My name is Scott Parks. Get to your calls, your comments here in just a moment. Here on Dana and Parks. I will grab a couple of calls real quick. Our thanks to... uh, Manny Abarca, the Jackson County legislator who joined us on the phone just a minute ago, he, he is, sound, I think he is sounding the alarm. Somebody has a great- It's seven weeks away. Yeah. Somebody on the text line said, and this was obviously when we were doing the interview and I didn't see it, ask him who he has talked to at the Chiefs. I think he's posturing. Here's why I don't. For a man in his position to go on a very popular radio show- and say he has had conversations with the Chiefs who said, if you don't get that on the ballot by April, we're gone. If if the Chiefs knew that that wasn't true, they would be starting these negotiations on a very, very sour note. You went on Dana and Parks and lied about us, Manny. We've never said that.
4: Uh, Not to mention, this isn't the first time that he's talked about it on a public radio airwave. That's why I don't think he's positive.
3: Honestly, you
2: just have to look at the timeline Seven weeks is basically seven seconds in legislative terms. It is not enough Mm -hmm. time. When no one is seated at a negotiating table, you mean to tell me they can pull something off where the language is checked, double-checked, legal, um, enticing to the voters? All of that in seven weeks? You know the red tape involved with any negotiation mm-hmm. with our elected leaders. I don't buy that they can get this done in that time frame. Uh, let's go to Gerald in Overland Park. Gerald,
3: good afternoon. Hi. Hey, how, y- how are you all doing? Enjoying the topic? Hey, um,
6: I was telling the screener, I said, the um, stepsister stepsister across the water is waiting. And, and she's prepared, and that's Kansas City, Kansas. Wyandotte County has
1: a four-point directionals that's set up right there at 435 and our seventy. They have
3: the shops, they have, they, they, have, they have the restaurants, they have the Legends Field, they have soccer, they have the land, uh, and they have the determination. And so being that I've been in Wanda
6: County, I've been in Wanda County about 32 or 33 years, and I've watched her, and I've watched her say, okay, hey, hey, we, we've accepted the backseat, we've accepted the backseat.
3: But once I've seen her get her strength and get her power, they better watch out for Wyandotte County because Wyandotte County wants the Chiefs. They're horribly aggressive. Um, and, and, and look at what they have taken, or not taken, but secured when Jackson County or Kansas City, Missouri didn't really want to get on the field and play ball, pun intended. They lost the NASCAR track. NASCAR originally, I said this last week on the show, NASCAR originally wanted to be located up near KCI for the drivers. Nope. Uh, Carol Marinovich, And I think it was Governor Graves at the time jumped in and said, "We'll take it. We'll build you whatever you need. Come on out." Uh, Same thing with sporting. Don't forget, sporting, formerly the Wizards, used to play at Arrowhead back in the day. Now there weren't a lot of us, but we were there. Uh, Josh in (laughs) North Kansas. There were (laughs) Josh in North Kansas City. Hello.
5: Hey guys. So I'm. Lived in Kansas City, around Kansas City, pretty much my entire life. Most of it in Missouri. Uh, a lot of people are, oh, they got to stay in Missouri. I don't really care about that personally. I, I just think it would be absolutely heartbreaking if the Chiefs left this area. They, to my knowledge, they've always been here. Um, personally, I, I, I don't care about the Royals. Um, just, just seeing the chiefs go where I, like I said, that would just be insanely heartbreaking. We've, I mean, we've always had one of the better fan bases to my knowledge, even when we've had horrible seasons and I, I just. I feel like they should find a way to make it work and stay here one way or another. Now, I agree if they want a new stadium, you know, especially with how they've been doing, we we need to find a way to make that happen. But I, I just hate to see them leave, man. But, okay. All
3: right, just hey, got you in. Uh, we're getting ready to go to the top of the R news. Great question, though, on the text line. And, yes, you're right. Uh, Wyandotte County also was able to secure the American Royal. And they're currently – I believe that is currently under construction, or at least it was the last time I was up near the Legends. Uh, somebody says, would, will this mess impact the 2026 World Cup coming to Arrowhead? It will not. Uh, they, they have the, s- the building would still stand. Right. Well, the team would still be there. They're, the Chiefs are on a contract there till 2031. Yeah. Quick break for the news. She is Dana Wright. He is mm-hmm. Sam Stevie. My name is Scott here on KMBZ.
2: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime